on the kayak fishing obsessed podcast it's time to reel in adventure camaraderie and the joy of the catch here's your host darren wendell all right guys welcome to episode number 51 of the kfo show brought to you by the wendell fishing youtube channel so if you love kayak fishing fishing in general head over to windlefishing.com there are over 900 videos on the subject and make sure you leave a comment if you stop by uh, if you are not live and you're listening to the podcast uh, maybe you're working on your kayak out fishing driving to and from work whatever it may be i would love to hear from you again a lot of you guys and girls will reach out to me via facebook and so every single week and so i love interacting with you please if that's you don't stop by and kind of be a ghost i don't know you're there unless you say something so i'd love to hear from you uh, a couple of new things this past week on Facebook, I actually created a new group called Kayak Fishing Freaks. If you are a kayak fishing freak, I'd love for you to join that group. Just a, another community we're trying to build around the love of kayak fishing. And so remember, this is a uh, this is recorded as an interactive kind of podcast. So if you're live, it's the expectation that you interact. So if you got questions or comments, throw them in here. I do my best. Actually, I've heard a lot of feedback from many of you, and you're like, hey, what I love about the, about the live show, about the podcast, is that you you just don't rant um, and just talk to your guests the entire time. You actually engage with the audience. And so thank you all who come on, and thank you all who actually interact down there. So we'll be taking questions all throughout the show, um, but I'd like to bring on my guest now. Not from Maine, by the way, which I thought for the last years... <laughs> But out of New York, New Jersey, I don't know which one. <laughs> he has both on his on his channel. But making his way into this uh, tournament scene, Jermaine, yes. welcome. Not not from Maine. Why? Confuse <laughs> that, that crap question. out of me. Yeah, I get that question all the time, all the time. So it's from Jermaine. Yes. But, but why all stream? Explain explain a couple things. One that because I was confused all till about a few hours ago when I started looking at your channel. <laughs> so but, the, the name that just came from I was fishing during COVID and one of my guys was like, "Yo, are you really gonna start the thing, the channel?" And I'm like, "Hey, you know, I'm thinking about it." And he just he threw that name out there and I was like, "Yo, that's kind of that's all right. It kind of works." And the funny thing is, I don't even fish with him anymore. He doesn't fish. He went oh. back to regular life. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, you know, like, you know how many times I actually hear that. Like, I hear stories how they got involved and people got YouTube channel and they got into like kayak fishing together. And now they're the only ones left because everyone yeah. else had to go back to like their jobs and life post COVID. Oh, oh wow, we have forty comments over here. I don't even know. Everyone's think there's everyone's just saying hi to themselves right now uh, to each other. Right? Yeah, everyone's okay. saying hi. All right, we'll keep on. We'll keep on rocking through. Um, Tell me how you got into how long you've been fishing. And I always love the fascinating story of uh, like why you started filming. Um, I know you kind of just briefly shared it, but kind of unpack it for us a little bit more. And also, I don't do this a lot, but I like to know what people do for a living because a lot of times it informs their answers along. And so um, I'm just curious on that, too, if you're, if you're willing to share. That's OK. Um, so how I got into fishing. Apparently, I caught my first fish before I could walk, according to my father, because my dad was a big fisherman. So nice. he said he had me sitting on the tackle box when before I could walk and he had he had a pole in my hand. So I've been fishing pretty much throughout. Um, I took a nice break from like 15 to third till COVID, I would say, because I was like, I guess, too cool and partying and drinking and doing all that stuff. And then um, COVID happened. I played Call of Duty for 
three, four months straight. And I was like, <laughs> can't do this anymore. I need to be outside. And then I started fishing again and I fell in love. And then I started posting pictures of the fish I was catching. And I started yeah. getting some comments like, oh, you're catching some good ones. You shouldn't make a video of it. And I'm like, ah. And then I got some work points. I got pretty much a GoPro. I got a GoPro 10 for free. Oh, come on. And there you go. Like, all right, well, if I'm going anyway, might as well stick this thing to my chest and just do it. And then I got a kayak from a guy whose brother who I worked with. And then for work, yeah, you were asking that too. And then I sell cars. So I sell okay. Dodge and Ram. Okay. You must be doing pretty good if you're getting work points and getting free GoPros out of it. Yeah, so. I'm doing all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, I love it. So, you know, I, there, there's so many. That was that was quite the opportunity time frame to start your channel, right? Yes. Because there is a smorgasbord of individuals who want to start now. And as everybody knows, they're, it, and I love it. Don't get me wrong. But everywhere. I mean, it's easy yeah. to a, a camera on you nowadays. Yep. It's really easy to edit. That's the easy part. <laughs> it used to be the hard part. I don't know if I would call it easy, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it used to be like, thousands just to get the equipment to do it right well the easy part is like this what i meant by that is in comparison to like getting actually eyeballs on it now that yeah that it's it's wild and crazy but um still do it if you're out there still thinking about do it you just gotta you just gotta start uh, i'm not gonna go down that 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 line i've gone down that line before but nonetheless i know there's still people out there like hmm and they've been thinking about it for six months so like you just never know just just start go for it all right so sell cars that's awesome started filming this bad boy um this is a kayak fishing channel so walk us through i always start here because i sometimes i go through the entire show i was like i didn't even ask what kayak they're in and this is kayak fishing obsessed so yeah walk me through through your rig and if it's your only rig or if you had rigs before this and what you love about it what you don't like about it um we'll get that going so this is my i have a wilderness attack 120 it's my first official fishing kayak. Um, one of the guys that I worked with, his brother, is actually ranked in KBF. I think he, I think he was number one in New York a couple times or something like that a couple years back. Okay. So he's pretty decent, <laughs> and um, he's got the big boy Hobie with the motor and the pedal drive. He's like fully kitted out, and um, he had an extra one, and he was like, "Hey, yo, do you want it? You want it?" And he gave me a good price on it, so I jumped on that. But um, nice. I'm still paddling. No Ooh. electronics. Ooh, you're like OG. Yeah, I'm kind of just out here right now. But, I mean, I use the good old iPhone. You know, I check a few things before I go out and kind of use my map to just kind of position me in a spot where I'm like, okay, I can. I feel as though there should be something here and kind of just go with the gut, you know. All right, we'll we'll get into some details on that uh, as far as how to how to fish with the electronics. But your yak, you hoping to upgrade anytime soon, or do you like do you like the paddle? So I was I actually I was looking to get a pedal drive. It actually just fell through. Um, oh no! I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, what was it? One of the guys. It was a um, it was a native, the native twelve point five. Yeah, and he was going to give me a sick deal on it, but I just with the holidays and life right now i just don't have that extra 1500 bucks to go throw over there so you know if anybody me... needs a dodge ram go talk to my man jermaine so <laughs> yeah i'll get a pedal drive kayak yeah. yeah help me out <laughs> but um 
Yeah, I just I told him and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll hold on to it. And then somebody else called him and said they had money now. And I was like, nope, I get it. I understand. You know, I'm a salesman. So <laughs> I try, trust me, I get it. You know, I, I was like, look, I don't I don't have it right now. So it, it's it's OK. But um, I'll be I'm looking. So are you stuck on a on a, on the, what is that? A 12, five, that a max? Um, yeah, Slayer Max, I think yeah. it was. No, it was just what became available. I mean, I do like, excuse me, I do like the natives. I kind of do because I'm a I'm a big Greg Blanchard fan. Yep. So I I, I kind of like the natives, but I'm not like married to anything. It's kind of like best deal kind of situation looking for me right now. Yeah. So I've been, you know, I always go I always go on Facebook Marketplace just for fun to see what's local. And there's some sick deals right now out there. If you're looking to upgrade a kayak, like now, now's yeah. the time. Like I'm, I'm finding, and yet Bucktail just wrote up here, and he, we're, we have a joke because there was this Bonafide P127 that was like neon yellow. We call it the sun. <laughs> he passed on it. I just saw that exact same kayak in my area for like sixteen hundred dollars, which is mm. like half off, and that is a sick ride. Um, love mine, nonetheless. If you're looking for a kayak, don't wait. Now's the time when everyone else is like, I don't want to store these things. And my wife wants to park her car in the garage and all these things. So, um, have you looked? Have you been in a bona fide that P one twenty seven at all? Same motor as the native. No, no, I haven't. Because you're, you're. I've, never been in a I've met though. you. I've, I've met you in person. Been. You're a big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty large. <laughs> okay. okay. No, um, if you have a chance, if you're not searching the P one twenty seven, look for that too. If you just never know, sixteen hundred dollars, okay. and that's like a thirty two hundred dollar kayak MSRP. And you said it was six hundred bucks. No, it was sixteen hundred. Oh, sixteen. Okay, okay, okay. But if you buy the motor yeah. alone, they're like nine hundred dollars just for the motor. So okay. It's, I mean, uh, like I said, I'm not married to anything. That's just what became available. Yeah. So we'll see. Something else will pop up. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Hundred percent. All right. I got. Uh, <laughs> don't know if I should ask this. Got, got got a question from the audience over here. Darren, ask Maine how long he's been with his girlfriend without making oh, her his fiance. Oh, Frank. oh my goodness. interactive show, Jermaine. Interactive show. Yeah, no, it's Frank. That's my boy. <laughs> he, he's, he breaks aloud. Um, and, and and I gave him the ammunition because I, I would go live on Mondays and I didn't yep. go live last yesterday because me and my girl have been together for seven years. All right. All right. Seven year anniversary. So well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. No rush. Never rush anything, but I'm uh, I'll take care of the business soon <laughs> if you really need to know. Hmm, I, I just saying, if this if the money thing, he's not scared that the kayak went through. I, I'm, I, I've the deduction reasoning there. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything, we're gonna move on from that conversation. So, I did a poll, and now we're gonna enter into the theme of the show, which is how to catch bass with no electronics. Mm-hmm. And I did a poll. Let me sh- let me share my screen here, let me present. See if I can do this. I don't do this very often. So here it is. All right. Do you use a fish finder? Posted this yesterday, yesterday morning. 2,300 votes on this bad boy. 39% do use a fish finder. 61% do not use a fish finder. So the majority of the people who follow and watch this channel um, do not. 61 percent, which is crazy now let's read some of the comments here because this is like this is fascinating to me um you have i do like my fish finder but i use it just for water temp depth locating structure rock beds that kind of thing you'd be surprised how many comments were wrapped around that Mm -hmm. Um, not actually for locating physical fish but all the places that hold the fish right yep 
Um, I think that's what I commented too. Yeah, did you? Okay, I'm gonna read some of the other ones here. Um, if I get another kayak this year, I'm hoping to get a hummingbird for it. Right on. I don't have one. I really want one. I want it for measuring depth, underwater structure, hidden, blah 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 blah. Right, same thing. Um, I use it as a depth finder that sometimes spots fish. <laughs> Someone's like, "Yeah, it's called a spinner bait." <laughs> that's his. Uh, that's his fish finder. <laughs> I'm the fish finder, so I can I can appreciate that. Right. I, I fish for a long time without a fish finder. He's like, that's half the fun. Hey, if that's where you find your fun, 100%. And of course, we've got some bank anglers in here. And so unless you throw one, here's your comment here. And it says, piece of me wants to stay where I am now, but I really want a side or 360 down imaging, if anything. Yeah. Um, and so sounds like you're you're on the fence a little bit. I see that 360 and like you could just see everything around you. And I'm like, like I could just, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to do the whole live scope thing and like see the fish and see the blip. I just want to see the tree that's like underwater, like where I go, oh, okay. That's why I've been fishing that spot for the last two years. And I've been always been catching fish <laughs> in between this rock and this tree. You know what I mean? It's like, I just know that like, like I know this one spot on one of the lakes that I fish all the time. There's a drain pipe. And then like between that drain pipe and then like another 50 yards down, I've caught like three or four good fish. One of them was the fish that sent me to the knucklehead. Nice. So it was like a 20 and a half. And I'm like, okay. And I, like my dad always said, there's something there that you can't see boy. <laughs> yeah, I know there's something there, but I just like, I want to scan it and be like, okay, there's a lay down. Okay. There's three big boulders or like something they're coming off of and eating off of. But I don't know. That's all I really wanted for. No, I hear you. I, um, we'll, we'll, we'll hop in after I share this, but I, didn't fish with a fish finder for a very, very, very long time. And when you don't fish with a fish finder, you typically are kind of limited um, mm -hmm. to the bank unless you did your map studies and other ways we're going to talk about how you can get in kind of open water. Um, but it was, it blew my mind because I wanted, I upgraded from a Garmin Striker 4 to a Garmin UHD 92 SV, which is, mm -hmm. which is side scan, but also has down scan or clear view. And I used to, I fish a bunch of lakes around here all the time. And I'd be like, you've got to be kidding me. I never knew that giant tree was here. Right. Or That's I'd always it. fish to the left when I should have been fishing to the right every single time. And I was like, holy cow. So it is that I've heard some comments on that, on that thread. Like, Oh, I got a fish finder. Most people don't know how to use their fish finder when they buy it. Yep. It is amazing. Yeah. How many people have commented I have one here. Here's my favorite comment. <laughs> I brought this up earlier. I'd be the first to say I have one. It's on. I can tell how deep it is, but I'll be damned if I really know how to use it. But if my wife asked, it detects a ripple in the water. <laughs> that was his, uh, <laughs> that was his response. Yep. And I kept getting that over and over again. I turned it on. It shows depth. I'm not sure how to use this freaking thing. So I actually just started a series a uh, video series. Uh, I got my first video going live on Sunday which starts to unpack fish finders. It's, it's people put so much money into these things and they don't take the time to learn how to utilize them because they're not the easiest things to learn. Yeah. If you really dive into it, the learning curve is kind of high. And if you buy one in the middle of fishing season, you just want to go fishing. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like um, learning new lures. It is, but man, it's, it's confidence, you know, you don't, there's no confidence in it. So you kind of just start to like phase it out. Exactly. 
100%. go back to what's working you know yeah and mike mike's uh mike commented just now there's a lot of great instructional videos on youtube specific to certain units absolutely and mine will be specific to garmin uhd and the uh, ultra series but yeah but you have to watch a few over and over again because how those things display are it's kind of fascinating it's not like super easy and you got to know how to do like the backwards math to know actually where those fish are um exactly anyways wild and crazy all right let's hop off that a little bit so now we talked a little about about electronics impossible to have this conversation not talk a little bit about them let's talk about fishing without them because when i asked you kind of what are the things you feel like you're you know fairly proficient in or pretty good in and you made it to knucklehead so you mean you you you're pretty good at it right the 20 and a half inch is a, a beast up here in new york and <laughs> new jersey those are those are big fish yeah, up here those are good ones from you're right yeah you're from around the country so walk me through and i i had a hard time because when I'm asking, I put the put together questions and I was like, okay, it's been such a long time until I really broke down what I actually think through because things synapse like it's second nature when you're on your, when you're in your kayak and you don't think about why you're throwing it here, why you're throwing it over there or why you skip it and why you've changed out a lure. And it, it took me days to kind of write down notes of what, just becomes nature after so much time on the water mm -hmm. years <laughs> to kind of extract that. And I've been trying to put that in my videos and stuff, but I feel like I did an okay job on it, but um, I want to hear from you. And I got some points. I put some notes down as well, but I'll let you take it from here. Those instincts that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. What, what are those for you? Oh, wow. It's, it's, I mean, it's kind of like a loaded question, but I mean like more or less just like the, like using the bank and like, seeing what's around you. And like you said, I can't, it's, it's, it's so hard to just explain and to put into words. Um, so like, I guess, I guess like the knuckleheads are an example I could use. So like, I don't, I don't have electronics. So I was kind of going over a grass patch and yeah. like going over the grass patch when the grass, like the, the visibility you could see, like maybe like two, three feet into the water and maybe not that far, maybe like a foot of visibility, yep. you know, and I could see where the grass would just stop. So I would know, like in my head, I already know grass grows in about six to eight feet of water. And then after that, it kind of stops unless it's like super some crazy grass. But most grass kind of stops at that water level at that level. So that's kind of the that's the grass line. So like in my situation, I knew that they were in the grass. So I, I was floating down. I floated over another grass patch and I said, OK, I'm where I need to be. I don't know if you've seen the video on that next cast. I caught the, I caught the big one. Okay. So I, I don't, like, how'd I miss that? Yeah. It's Is it on that. your YouTube video? Oh, you know what? I know I didn't post, I posted a short. I didn't post that one yet. And I that's why to, I was all over your YouTube channel button. today. I need to get my butt in the gear, but <laughs> yeah, that one's coming up. I'm hopefully going to get it out Thursday. We'll see. Okay. I got a cent sack. I need to post too. Yeah. I think it's, in, it's important to know like, okay, things only grow so, so large, right? Lily pads yeah. typically won't grow over six feet, kind of like grass, exactly. right? Exactly. It could be shorter, obviously, but yes, that line where it ends, mm -hmm. the edge of the lily pad, you're usually, exactly. usually looking at six feet. That tells you all kinds of information. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. What to throw, what lure to throw, you know, if it's visibility. So it's, help kind of, yeah, it's kind of just like, like you said, it's a lot. It's more about time on the water, but, you know, just throwing to yourself like what I did this year, the biggest thing, like my biggest step forward was I just threw myself into a kayak club and I just tried to get to as many events as I could, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. 
was I a donation three or four events? Yes. <laughs> skunked out, you know, the first two events I went to and out and it's a topic I'm going to bring up on my channel. I went and I fished the way I wanted to. Yeah. And I said, Oh, you know, I catch with a chatterbait. I catch with this. I catch with this. I know what I'm doing. And I went and fished the whole day. Didn't listen to the fish and said, ah, ah and I skunked two, two tournaments in a row. Oh, and then I said, you know what? Let me start to listen to some of the other guys. Let me see. And then if you want to go into that, I don't know if you want to transition, but then we can I started go wherever you want. So it's started just... to get into some of the confidence lures of the year and things like that. So, well, let's, let's, before we go, before we go there, I got a lot of, I want to bring up some, some ideas, right? Mm -hmm. So what do you do before you even leave the house, right? Do you do prep on a new lake? So this yes. is all without electronics. What, what are you looking for specifically? So what I'm kind of looking for is the, so like, Let's talk. I'm going to talk about like I guess spring because that's kind of be the next scenario where I'll be fishing in the tournament scene. Um, I'll be looking for the upslopes, you know, that like where can they get to like a flat kind of so like where it kind of goes from like you know relative deeper water to like a somewhat of like a four or five foot flat, and then at the end of that four or five foot flat, there might be like two three feet of water where they could spawn. Okay, because they kind of like. From my knowledge, I'm not saying I'm a pro or anything. They kind of creep up the ledge, depending on the temperature. So and the clarity of the water. Yeah, and the right. clarity of the water. Get those eggs. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. The right my dad, My one of the big things my dad always taught me is, Big Mama likes to be one tail swoosh away from being, you know, out of getting the hell out of dodge, as he used to always say. So she's going to be sitting on that right on that ledge of that five to eight foot, so she can just scoot down. If something scares her or something she don't like or whatever happens, she'll be sitting right there so she can just boogie and go to deep water and be safe. Yep. You know, but in the same breath, if that first time she gets those three, four days of that 65, there she goes. Now she's going up to spawn. So she's going to be, for me, I'm going to look at that. Where's that, you know, that three to eight foot range and where does it kind of creep slowly? And I'll look at like, you know, maybe I'll try to mark a couple of those areas. And then like protected from the wind, you know, depending on which way the wind's blowing. And then, you know, I'll try to pick out a few of those areas and I'll kind of just start there. That's kind of like what I'm looking for. No, there you go. I mean, I think one of the things we got to remember is that these big giant bass were once little tiny bass. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but where I'm at, there's bald eagles and blue herons like freaking everywhere. Yes. And so they yes. have this instinct. And of course, their eyes are on the top of their head. And so they want, they always want like an escape route. Yes. Right? <laughs> Deeper water is escape route for, for birds. Um, and so you just, you know, keeping that in mind always is, is typically helpful. That's why they now, don't like shadows. Yeah. Right. There you go. All right. Here, here we go. Um, let me see. I got some questions here from people. Um, Mike Vogel regarding That's fishing without electronics, Milken recently posted on Instagram that the most important fishing electronics is breaking on the lake map long before he's on the water. Um, I feel about that. I agree. Cause I think like literally every tournament, everything I've ever done, every spot that I've fished, I picked it before I got there. Mm. So I walk me through your pre-fishing strategy then like, so map wise. Like, so right now what I do is first off is I have a paddle, so I can't, I know I can only go, but so far so fast. And then I got to worry about the everybody. So everybody else in my kayak club has a pedal drive and or a motor. Oh, yeah. I'm the only guy with just a paddle. So I literally will pick like a section and say, 
okay, this bank has quality features that I'm looking for for this season for 100 yards or majority of that area has what I'm looking for for that time and season. I can fish there and I can kind of hopefully get on some fish. Otherwise, it's going to take me 30, 40 minutes to get somewhere else where it might take somebody else 10, 15 that makes me just want to buy a pedal drive for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm going to try to get the, get a recording of it. It's honestly depressing. A lot, like when boats in at my town tournament club, you just hear it. <laughs> all the torquitos, and they just, my boy's sitting like this, literally. <laughs> Checking his phone. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, you, you, I almost want to like push him in. Like, you know, like, oh man, I'm sweating six, six 30. I'm sweating. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I, um, I have a, I had a pedal drive. I'm getting ready. I, on Facebook, um, during black Friday, I don't know Facebook, but, um, Newport vessels was doing a black Friday sale and their Newports were they're originally like a G were only like 700 by the time you got all your deals and stuff with it. It's like, oh, I've got to get one. And I've, it fits perfectly on my one one twenty seven, and so getting ready to do the install for that, and there'll be a video. Yeah, on it. and I'm excited to finally get. That's what everyone has in my club. Almost yeah, everyone. it's I mean they're so they're so cheap. You can get the batteries fairly cheap, and it's twenty four volt system. But there's a lot of great yeah. like the amp hour options out there. But man, I cannot wait just to. Here, here's one of the reasons why, in the spring which everybody living in the North is already dreaming about. And we've only been off the water for like a week, <laughs> but yeah. there is a place on some of the lakes where I fish one in particular that it takes me a while to get to when I pedal and these two other old men and I love them, but they're in boats and they beat me to it by like 30 seconds every single time. And it's only enough like area for just a couple of boats in. And so I was like, I am not getting beat this year this spot like I would, it doesn't matter how early i got up they would just you know they'd see me from across yep. the lake and just crank up their engine and beat me there i was like oh my goodness not this like i got something for you this not year, that year. guy i got a little something for you this year <laughs> five yep. miles an hour yep. <laughs> ready oh well, i'm looking i'm looking forward to that here we got a comment over here let me see we had a couple comments oh where'd they go uh bucktail let me see here Oh, this is kind of to earlier. This is why I think calling it instinct fishing is a misnomer. It's a learned thing. Lots of practice, keen observations, trial and error. Amen to that. Yes, it's sir. It's a hard earned, learned ability. A lot of error. <laughs> yeah, right. A lot, a lot of error. There's some wisdom there. That is for sure. I had other comments here, but I don't know where they went. I'm having some computer issues as we go anyways. I see. Um, I had saved them. There's so many going through, like on my system over here, I can save them. But for some reason, my starred comments. Starred one? I see only, I still only see four now. Yeah, I think I lost one. It's all good. Okay. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? Um, but yeah, I'm over here trying to manage, have a conversation. It's kind of difficult. I wish I had someone yes. to like do it with. It's hard to yes. do. You have your own, you have your own show that you do. So you get well, it. No, I, do. I, I think Brendan's in here. Me and Brendan kind of go live together for okay. that reason. So, cause it is, it's a lot to manage when it's just you. Like right now I'm kind of like, I'm just chilling and just talking cause it's your show. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get to sit back and just talk. But when it is my show, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. I'm trying to keep up with the chat and 
It's and you got to be present too. So it's kind of yeah. kind of wild. So it's Brendan, Brendan Brown, Bren, Brown yeah, Bates, Brown, Brown Brico, yeah. yeah okay. Brown Brico. Tell That's me about guy. Brown Baker because I see it all over your your show. And so, uh, is it within reach? No, I'm sorry, Brendan. I I should. Oh, it's in the closet. Brendan makes baits. Really oh, I've seen them. Ones. They look freaking sweet. Yeah, Almost those wake baits look so, sick. Um, yeah, I got one in there. I should have. I actually. Okay. I don't want to throw it. He's going to fight me because I, he wants me to throw it and catch on, on it. Because it's so beautiful that you don't yeah, want to nick it's, it's it or lose sport. it. The kid's, the kid's great. Uh, you know, he's literally, he's 18. Uh, he, it's like the knowledge he has, you know, I have, I, 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 some of it I probably still don't have, but yeah, you know, he, he's good at what he does. He's getting better. I've watched him grow. Yeah. And at beyond all that, he's just a caring person. You know, um, I blew my knee out and, I was depressed, depressed, and he the kid checked on me. So I appreciate uh, that. He's a good person respect. above everything else. So that's respect. my boy. Respect to people who care for other humans. So that's, that's awesome. Right. All right. So let's let's still stay around how to catch bass in those electronics. So when you know, I think one of the things, how do you tell for clues what's under the water? Like what so what like obviously good old Debo, fine wood, pitch to wood, you know, sure. it's a, you know, lay downs, cover. Um, and then a big thing too, is um, looking at the, looking at the bank, you know, most of the time, it's not always true. Most of the time, if the bank is like, there's a gradual hill on the bank going into the water, it's going to kind of stay the same. But then yeah. if you go to the bank and you see like, there's like a steep mountain, it's probably going to be a big drop off right there as well when you go in the water. Most of the time, it's like that, you know. So, you know, using those keys, like if you're fishing up shallow and you're not catching anything all day, well, then maybe go fish in front of that, you know, that rock that's straight up and down. And you're right. like, oh, okay, that mountain right there, you know, that might be that's probably some deeper water. Um, I guess that's kind of one of the clues I use. Yeah, I think that's key. So I want to, I want to kind of add to that. Typically, those contours mm -hmm. of the lake, right? They don't stop. It, it, it's it's kind of dumb. Like as we're talking about this, you're like, yeah, no joke, Darren. When you're out in the water and you can't see what's under the water, you almost like turn it off in your brain. Like I don't know what's down there. I, I don't know, whatever. But the yeah. reality is, all these contours actually likely go very long, like considerable distance underwater, right? So if you have this point, it doesn't just kind of dissolve in the water and stop. Like that point is going out. Yeah, it's probably a very long yeah. way, like longer than you think it is. Yeah. Right? And so think about that because you might go to the inside corner of the point, and not catch any fish, but not realize it's actually probably 40 yards exactly further out. And all around that horn could yep. be where the bass are kind of held up. Exactly. On. Um, and yeah, and perfectly. More than likely, that's once going back to what I said earlier. That's where Big Mama's sitting because she can get up and go feed, and yep. she can get down and get out of get out of the dodge. So yeah, but I'll, the big ones I'll say it again. This is super important. So now you're kind of fishing like open water, right? You're 40 yards. Yes. Out on this point with no electronics, like what's 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 bro doing out there? <laughs> it's like he's he's reading the contours, right? Um, and so longer than you think is the key here, right? Yeah. Considerable distance. Drag a jig. There you go. Drag a jig. There you go. So what do you, let's switch gears. What do you look for when it comes to wildlife clues? Uh, birds. What do you Trust got where birds. you're at? Um, we got blue herring. 
I'll probably oh, yeah. get some jokes about that here. Yeah, shortly. I saw a couple. Of, you get attacked by a blue. Oh, you did. I saw a video. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. Who gets attacked uh, by a blue heron? I I hooked. I caught a good fish, and I was bank fishing. I flipped him onto the bank. Yeah. And sure enough, he just came right at me, and he Whoa. was he was gonna he was gonna try to steal my fish, and like. I wasn't really worried about the bird. I was more worried about the hook. And like, I didn't want to hook the bird. Right. Cause then you got, and, yeah. Cause now yeah, I got the fish hook issue. and the, you know, so like <laughs> I just threw the fish back in the water <laughs> and the fish starts to swim off and I still got him hooked. And I like pulled my line over the bird, ran down a little bit, reeled the fish back in, pulled them in, ran. And then he flew at me again. Now I got the bass in my hand and I just ran around this little building and threw the fish back in the water. Tell me you had a camera. Yeah. Oh, you it's got all it all on camera. I got to go it's watch all it. On there. It's all on there. I've got to go watch this. Yeah, that's a good one. So what else are you looking for wildlife-wise? Um, I don't know what they're called. What are those things that swim underwater, the blackbirds? Oh, those comorant thingies? Yeah, those things. Oh, yeah. Apparently they're lake killers, which is not, I hope Yeah, not. I hate those things that will eat a, eat a lake like a well, those otters do. My goodness. Oof. Okay, well, I hope they don't because there's a lot of them around here. But um, I look for those. Because those those they eat fish too, right? Yeah, like they're really small minnows. You know, you're on a bait yeah. and those things are just okay. and they make a, a racket. I mean, you you'll know because you hear them because there's these things are flapping around and going crazy. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of look for those things. Um, yeah, comrades, there they are. Bucktail yeah. says that they're good bait fish finders. Yes, they are. Yeah, I mean, yeah, most of that. Those are kind of like the two big birds that we have around. So if you see like, you know, obviously you'll see small bait fish. Are you, are you one of those guys? You're like, okay, I just saw like four or five small bluegill, three to four inches. And you're switching out baits in that moment. Um, uh, or you're like, I, I, should, I, laugh, you don't? I don't switch as much as I should. <laughs> I will say that I don't switch as much as I should. Okay. Um, here's one I have, and you can kind of piggy on it if you want. I realized early on, I didn't fully understand bass in, in the sense of like becoming a behavioral expert on them. And so anytime I go target a kind of new type of fish, or especially when I started out largemouth bass fishing, uh, I became an expert. You can see some of my earlier videos mm -hmm. more around largemouth bass, how they hunt, how they hide, how they transition, um, the type of ambush predators that they are. And once it actually, it helped more than you think it would, because mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been reminded of that video and it helps inform how I'm fishing, how I'm retrieving. And so that was huge for me, kind of be coming an expert on the target fish that you're, that you're going after. Um, and you'd be surprised what you don't know yeah. right, about, about that fish. And so I think a big thing that we do with fish a lot, and I think we do a lot of animals in general, we humanize them. We, we, what, what, what would I do? Like, no, 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 it's something completely different. Like, you know, like they don't need to, the food doesn't need to look good to them. You know, humans have gotten to a point where we're so advanced that we can go pick so many different options. Like we're, we're there now. We want it to all look good and look perfect and look made our plate. They don't, it, like you said, they're just more like opportunity. Yay or nay. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's literally all they do is, Oh, there's an opportunity. Do I want to or not? Okay. 
Yeah, that's, you, I mean, that's kind of it. <laughs> right. And, you, and once you start piecing all the other pieces together, right? Okay. Opportunity, um, cold blooded. I want easy meal. Yeah. That's super I'll chase or I'll not. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. So or, yeah, now you're exactly. like, you attach that to water temperature. Yep. And then, then you start, then you start getting somewhere and then you attach that to water temperature to something else that, you know, to polarized optics, to time of the year, to spawning stage, to, exactly. and this is what's going through our brains that we don't realize yeah. it's going through our brains because we've done trained our brains over years to put all this stuff together. Like that's what yep. makes a great angler, right? That's why you can take two guys, two girls, whatever, put them side by side in a kayak, put the same lure on the same line on the same rod. And one person slays that day and the other person yeah, gets scummed. The other person doesn't. It's yep. it's it's wild, right? It really is. Because it's it's the nuances um compounded on top of one another that that kind of makes fishing what it is, right? Especially yep. with no electronics, right? This is this is how you do it when you don't have electronics. So you, um that's kind of just a way to get some extra yardage quickly, especially yep. if you're starting out. But if you're OG and a lot of people are and they find a lot of joy in that hunt. Um, these are the things you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think through another thing. Another way that I used to catch fish a lot and tried to locate them. If I would, when I started out, man, I had heavy, heavy gear, heavy rods. <laughs> I mean, and you don't realize until you get your hands on a nice light yeah. rod or a yeah. you know, lower specific rod. And after casting all day, you're like, man, my short, my shorter hurts. Everything's hurting. Um, yeah. And so what I would do just to get a break, it's like, oh man, I've seen, I mean, I've been going at it for like hours. I need to stop for you know, at least five minutes um, before I get rotator cuff <laughs> issues is I start trolling. And so a lot of my uh, videos, I love those Yak Attack Pro Mega Rod Holders. You just kind of put them on both sides. Mm -hmm. I throw a rod out, put some type of crankbait. Um, I know what the, and I just go. And I can't tell you how many fish I located just by trolling. And so- if you don't have electronics, you're not on them, can't find them, you want to fish them open water or go from spot to spot, don't waste that opportunity. You can throw out a rod, troll. I've caught some massive catfish, bass, crappie, all trolling from spot to spot. And I've seen people paddling. I've never done that. Oh, yeah. And so instead of wasting 30 minutes from spot to spot, throw a crankbait out. You think you'd be surprised. That's interesting. I've never yeah. done that. So if you're not fishing with electronics... What water temperature are you typically looking for? Now, granted, we go when we can go, right? Um, yeah. But if you had, if you were retired and you're like, hey, if I could choose to go when I wanted to go and I wanted to increase my chances of catching bass, when would you go out? Like a month? No, like the water temperature wise. Oh, uh, 65 to 76. There it is. I had 65 to 80. Yeah. <laughs> right there. Um, so yeah. if you don't have electronics, but you have like a way to measure the water temperature, I've seen, I think I had Drew Gregory on. He's like, I keep a temperature gauge. Like you do like yeah. you put it into like meats and he's like, okay, that's the water temperature on the top. Right. So keep that in mind. Um, that gives you an Pretty idea. Range. That costs $5, you know, electronics can cost thousands of dollars. So yeah. Something, use an app or something like that. You could do that as well. Absolutely. Um, some people don't like to even like pick up their phone. So I'm going like OG OG on this. Yeah. 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 That I understand. Or you know um, what you do? if you got an anchor wizard, you take your, uh, 
you reach and you put your the, the temperature gauge on the anchor wizard, let it go down and then pull it back up. There it is. And then you could see like, okay, well, the bottom of the lake is this, or you can let it go down a little bit and stop it and bring it up and be like, okay, the middle of the column is this. You can re- you get freaky with it. Yeah, there you go. I so how would you, that. how do you pattern, how do you pattern bass? Like I would imagine you're on the water enough to kind of pattern them. Um, um honestly, this year I didn't, I, I, I didn't really get on any too great, any too great patterns, but I mean, I just try to, like you said, look for the clues and then, you know, you catch one. And you got to be really mindful of like, in my eyes, to pattern fish. When you when you catch one, you got to really ask yourself, what was I just doing? Like, what was I just doing? Do you remember? Like, I, the video helps a lot because there's times where I can go back and I can it, say, you know, like there was there was literally one day I remember, and it taught me a lot about chatterbait fishing. I literally in my head that day I told myself I was going to do the one two three. One, two, three, one, two, three. And every time I would go one, two, three, and then stop, I would get hit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I learned something. Now I do that a lot and I do get bites off just changing the rhythm. But um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that. But no, it's 100%. And I'll, I'll, I'll piggy on that a bit. Um, and I think I learned this a lot through, I don't watch a lot of YouTube videos, but if, if, if ever I get a new bait, I typically will go over tactical bassin, my favorite guys that mm-hmm. teach me how to generally how to do it. And something they'll always say is burn, 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 pause, burn, burn, pause. Yes. Um, and so the last couple of years I've been like, okay, instead of killing a retrieve after, you know, after four or five, after you've kind of done the magic when it first lands, uh, I'll burn it in and stop. And I can't tell you how many fish I caught this past year just on that extra stop when I typically yeah. just would have reeled it in and cast, cast again. Yeah. Um, Get Somebody that extra burn and the extra pause. You'd be surprised how many bass are following it that haven't committed yet. And they simply will just run into it and they have nothing better to do than to open their mouth and get that easy meal that they've already worked a little bit for. So yep. that is key. Mike M made a good point. And I want to, I want to reiterate this because I know just be careful if you're in a tournament, lots of tournaments don't yes. like trolling. That's true. KBF That's does not true. allow trolling. This is just for like, where's the fun fishing here? Right. So make sure that you, following your laws and regulations and tournament regulations there um good point there my man appreciate that all right what else do we have here um optics do you do you utilize polarized at all yes okay Must. yeah right well Must. let's, let's chit chat about day. it, it is. i'm not trying to be rude that's the only thing i will tell anyone that you must do in fishing i'm not that good i don't like to tell people to do anything, but you must wear polarized sunglasses, even in cloud, even on cloudy days, even mm-hmm. on cloudy days. It's a, it's literally night and day. There's literally times where I caught four or five pounders because I saw them watching, following it. And I said, Oh, and stopped. Mm. Bink, bink. And then they hit it. Like, and then I'm like, Oh my God, if I didn't have these glasses, on, I would have just pulled it right up. Pulled right they, out. They there it is. Off, and I'm yep. like, I see the shadow and I'm like, Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. And then I, you know, you do a little something different and then they hit it and you're like, oh my God. But polarized sunglasses is definitely a must. And here's the thing, like you can get wild and crazy with polarized sunglasses. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on these things. Um, and I'm sure they're really great. I just can't bring myself to buy a 200 pair, $200 pair of sunglasses I know I'm going to sit on the next day or lose. Yeah, it's tough. I, it's tough. So, I mean, to be honest with you, I have like cast King skidaways for like 20 bucks 
And it does the trick. I can't tell you how many are at the bottom of the lake because I'll, I'll cast, I'll catch them. Yeah. Sometimes I can get them with my. That's almost another net. better reason to get the cheaper ones. Right. Um, unless you're independently wealthy and then go to town. Yeah. I don't care. What I'm saying is just you don't need super expensive to get that that edge. Yeah. That's what, what I'm trying exactly. to say. Exactly. Um, I'll be the first one to say it. I got, I have, I had a nice pair of Ray Bans that were polarized. Yeah. And they became my fishing glasses. And now let's just say they're my fishing glasses, not by choice, but just because they're kind of beat up. So I'm like, I'm not beating up another pair. So there you go. Like, ugh, it hurt, but it is what it is. You know, it, it's, uh, I want to talk about glasses a little bit more because you made an interesting point. You wouldn't be able to see the ones that were following. That's key. And it's, but it's not just about sighting fish. What I've noticed with my optics, of course, takes a glare off the water so I can actually see structure better, weed line yes. better that I wouldn't be able to see and wouldn't be able to identify. And if you tie that in with, for me, fishing from a kayak, having seat risers gives me, I believe, a competitive advantage as well. I saw that too. So, so keeping, well, I'll say about seat risers is, of course, kayaks weren't designed for seat risers so they would you know unless it's built in so when you put aftermarket 3d printed seat risers you're putting yourself up higher it's going to be less stable let's get that out of the way that's fine okay let's say you're fine with your stability um just having that extra couple inches i have a couple i have three kayaks i have a native slayer propel 10 so i like native uh my bonafide p127 and i have this like sit-in kayak sun dolphin that my i drag my kids around my lawn on, on the tractor with like it's a beat up bro and go yeah right <laughs> And that thing, I mean, and they're all like different levels. So I'm inside the orange sun dolphin. I can't see a freaking thing. It doesn't matter if I have polarized glasses on or not. I have like one inch risers on my um, native Slayer Pell 10. And I have, I can see a little bit better. When I put two inches on my Bonafide P127, I can't tell you the, like the range of visibility with optics that now I can see. Yeah. It really helped me. I have pretty good eyesight. So now I'm like, okay, now I can see. 20 30 yards yeah where i need to cast and it's a big difference it's a big difference and Especially so keeping up to an object and being able to cast over there and getting a, a good accurate cast it's it could be you know at when you do get into the tournament level that could be the difference between catching a fish and, ca and not catching it yeah so i'll take sure. all the advantages for sure speaking of advantages of fishing with no electronics that's what we're talking about if you're if you're hopping in a little bit late how to catch bass with no electronics just all the things that you're that you're looking for um a couple of things i was thinking about um it's just simply looking for something different you mentioned this earlier but because you're really limited to the the amount of water you can cover right mm -hmm. and so i'm typically if i see a, like a bank line that just looks like a a boring bank line right it just goes on forever there is no features typically we'll skip it if I have limited time, mm -hmm. right? And so you're looking for feature rich as much as you possibly can. Like what's on, what, what, what lay downs, what things are popping up, what shadows you see, what rock piles, all this stuff, feature rich shoreline is going to give you that competitive advantage. Cause of course that's where the fish like to hold up next to, um, some other thoughts, fishing shadows. This is one I thought about earlier and, kind of wild and crazy, yeah. but especially, you know, everyone knows, well, I'm, I'm going to say everybody knows, but you want that competitive edge, you know, typically, you know, dawn and dusk, right? When sun coming, sun's coming up, sun's coming down. If you can get out during those times, that's great. If you can't and you're limited to the middle of the day, hot summer, 
just know you're trying to find the shadows and it's kind of hard yeah. when sun's at noon going straight down but when it's going straight down if you have those overhanging trees like get your skip gain on game on if, if you have docks on because these are where this is where they're going to be right and they're not yeah. going to be out roaming they're they're trying to find the shape yeah so, um what else what else do we have here any other thoughts on catching bass no electronics i think we covered just about everything on it yeah it's a, it's a lot and so i mean it is i'll say lot. it again it's not just knowing one of these it's knowing all 100 of them and then being able to do time on the water and a lot of air deducing when to pull them out or when to lean heavily into one of those or put a bunch of those together. And once you can do that, you will find yourself on them. I mean, on them. It's awesome. All right. We're going uh, well, to, we're already at 50, 53, 54 minutes here. I got Jermaine from mainstream fishing. If you happen to come in, I got a bunch of comments over here. We kind of went on a, a tirade there. Um, it goes quick. Doesn't feel like it's 15 minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> some of these comments I can't even repeat. You got to come over for the live show for some of these. Um, yeah, right. I saw that. <laughs> I love it. So let me see here. What's what are some nuances? What's kind of go off the rail? We've been talking about that for a, for a while. Um, let's talk about lures. This is always fun. So what are your top, your top like few lures from the summer? And then because a lot of us are already dreaming of spring, what do you like polishing up and getting ready to tie on for spring? So there's, I mean, there's one, I guess, I don't know if you want to call it a hype lure, but there's one lure that I really want to get my hands on. I actually have some of them, but they're too small, I think. Uh, it's actually Everybody's been talking about this bad boy, the money badger. Oh, Alex Rudd's been selling yeah. the crap out of that bad boy and so, been slaying on it. So I, you know, yeah, I, he's been catching them. So these, this, this one's the five. It's a little light. I've been talking about this one. How much this one's a waste? A quarter of an ounce. Okay. So I want to get the six. I think Rudd's been throwing the six point two five. Okay. So um, that's like yeah, a right now bait, though. Yeah, that's like a right now, and going in, going into like um. Going into the spring, I guess like, you could kind of still throw it because it's like a tight wobbling kind sure. of thing. Um, well, I asked you two well, questions. Well, Let's start about the what you slayed on this this past year, your top, your faves. So I got a couple. Let me see what I got. I got a couple things here. Like a Ned rig was big for me. I know it's nothing like crazy to show off. Hey, but, I don't. I don't care. I, I, I always tell people I throw a freaking baked potato. You know, especially like fish. in a tournament scene. Yeah, you, know, you kind of got to. Ned rig, shaky head. I'll go through them quick. Those were two big ones. Then the paddle tails for me. This is a, um, a divine, the six cents divine. This one with the uh, the underspin was big for me. And then this here was something new this year. This is the um, the core tackle tush. Okay, I saw um, you did video on that. Yeah. So if you see, like, the hook is literally the weight is in here. It's embedded yeah. in there. So it's like. It's real natural. I did very well on this. Saved me in a tournament. Um, Chatterbaits, nothing crazy. Jackhammer. I like the um, missile bait spunk shad. Okay. That. What kind of tails on that? I didn't see it. it this one? Fast. Yeah. Is that fork tail? No. It's just a little. Just a tapered end. If it wants to stop. Yeah, just a tapered end. All right. 4.25. I kind of like the more of the tapered ends on these. Same thing on the Minimax. The Minimax was good to me this year. 
This you is got a, a pig on that one. Yeah, I did on the black and blue. Yeah, he did. That was a, that was a nice fish. Yeah, that was my biggest fish of the year. Was it? What was it? Five, six, or five, eleven, I think, something like that. Okay, something around there. That was on the mini max. Um, these bad boys, I'm a big fan of the crush. Oh. Yeah, it looks like you have a wall of six cents behind you. Yeah, I got a few <laughs> there. But um, I got the crush fifty. I got the silent. This particular one is actually chewed. This is the bone. I think it's bone reactor or bone, something like that. Okay. This one's got chewed up pretty well. And is, are those custom them. hooks or those standard? I don't no, have a lot of six cents. These stuff. are standard hooks. They're sticky sharp. Definitely go get you some six cents if you don't have any. I need to get. I just need to sign up. They're running some Christmas deal right now. Like he's yeah. Uh, look, Facebook. look. One thing about and one thing about six cents too, and um, you get quality baits if you. They run clearance all year, all the time. And then okay. all their creators have uh, code, so you can get 10% off that you can combine on top of the clearance. I do not buy them all at full price. So right. that's this one particular right here slayed for me, and I got it on clearance. And it's got, no, it's got a little bit of knocker in it. It's a little bit of a slight – they have a slightly different knock in them other than just like the heavy rattle BBs. It sounded like there's a couple knockers in there that were both. Yeah. Is there two? It's kind of like it sounds like two that are very close to each yeah, other. Yeah, it's so. like a gurgle, like sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a little, that's a little, a little interesting. Noise. So I like that. What else I got here? A couple jigs. I love jigs. Um, this one is the Beast Coast Little Stealth. That's one of my favorite jigs. Um, it's a grass Beast jig. Coast. It's a front forward. It all the weight is in the head, so it falls like straight down and kind of gets you more of a reaction bite. Then I had a lot of success this year with the divine or the the hybrid jigs. Okay. For six cents. They have like a almost like a triangle head. Yeah, I see that. Those. Any particular color? Um I forgot what this one is, but it's like um like a black, almost like a black green pumpkin and some watermelon in there. I think yeah, because these two are the both these two are both the same color. Just one's got a bong, one's got the six cents bongo, and then one's got the um, stroker crow on it. Okay. And then lastly, this one here is the exact spinnerbait I caught the fish in Alabama on. Ah, okay. So it's divine spinnerbait, three eighths of an ounce. I think this is the lavender shad. Okay. And then I like this one too as well. Caught a bunch of fish on this. You can see it's kind of chewed up there. Bone truce. Bone so truce. Probably my two favorite colors: lavender shad. It's like the white and purple. Switch it up a little bit. And then this one is just like a bone. And then they got a little chartreuse in there. Bone truce. It's called. So oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Real quick, I noticed. Do you run trailer hooks off your spinner? No. So especially on this six cents. The one, I, I like this one and I like the Berkeley a lot for this reason. This one does have a screw lock. If I do, I'll run like a juggle or something like very small. Yeah. But if you can see, this hook is super long. So um, you don't really need a trailer. And with that super long hook, I always catch them like middle of the cheek. Okay. 
almost always, it's almost always in the middle of the cheek or like in the roof of the mouth. So I don't really run a trailer too often, but every now and then I'll throw one on there, but not, like I said, not too often. Got it. I don't like fishing. It's my least favorite type of fishing. I know you've yeah. already gone back and forth. I, don't st- I get it and I'll bring it out when it's time. It. Like I know when to fish it. I just don't get it. enjoy it as time. much. Um, but I will never fish one without a trailer hook um, to see personally. Really? Yeah. I, I don't know why. I just, I don't really miss the bites on it. So, well, I don't, I, I don't fish that type either. I have this, I don't buy new ones. And so I'm just using my old ones and they don't have that type of hook. So, kind of okay. makes sense there. Um, so, to share a little bit, what's, what's going to bring it down the back stretch here? Mm-hmm. Um, share about your Gunnersville tournament. I had, I had some, some guys on. Um, you weren't on that one, which is a bummer. I should have had you on. My bad. But I'm going to give you well, time great. to talk about it. Now, how was that experience for you? Was that like the last tournament of the season for you? Was that like number yes. three, number four, number five? Last fishing you... of the season, essentially. I fished one. I fished the Thursday after that, and that was it. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so ever since then, I've kind of been done. Um, but yeah, it was that was amazing. That was uh, I drove down 15 hours. Jeez. We stopped. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I spent two days traveling. Just literally. So I woke up Thursday, drove down. Thursday at five. Woke up Thursday at five a.m. Drove down. We got there at like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah. Hung out for two hours. Went to sleep. Got up, fished. But um, yeah, it was amazing. It was dope to meet some people. I've said this all around. Like Creek and Creek and Trails is probably my favorite person to meet because just because like you hear his voice and you're like oh, wow, it's Creek. And then you turn around and he's like standing right there and you're like, oh, wow. But, Creek Fishing Adventure, John? Yeah, John. Yeah, John's John. like 30 feet taller than I thought he was. Yeah. Well, he's like the same height as me. So that was kind of like... <laughs> What's like, up, John? Yeah. That was air up there, brother. I was like, oh, wow. Somebody's as tall as me. <laughs> but... um, So you you doing that one again next year? Yeah. I got some questions already. A couple guys asked me if I'm going to get down in the spring. I'm going to do my best to get down there in the spring for the championship. So we'll see what happens. I think it's in April. So. Yeah, I looked into it. It's, I mean, it's like a week-long affair. Is it? Yeah, it's like happens right in the middle of the, the week, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. By the time you get your pre-fishing in, your travel, like it's a, you almost have to have the week off. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in sales. So like if I'm not there, they just don't pay me. So yeah, care, but in the same breath, they're like, "So okay, so there you go." Sly Fox just said the third, fourth, and the fifth. That's actually perfect timing because they they care less in the beginning of the month. Well, yeah, they do. They got they got. You, know, <laughs> you can so make up I, for it later. Exactly. If I can come back and still sell my cars, they'll be like, "Okay, we don't care." So I, I mean, I'll probably what I'll probably do is I'll probably finish the month of March out. Yeah. And then be like, bye guys, love you. I'm going. Uh, not a bad gig you got going on there with some flexibility, yeah. which is nice. Bucktail. Yeah, it's good and bad because, like I said, while I'm gone, I don't get paid. Right. But you're fishing. So, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you don't get paid, but you're fishing, but you don't get paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that revolving door <laughs> conversation That's in your head. Cool. Let me see. Does it work out perfectly? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it works out kind of perfectly. There you go. Yeah, I could. I'd probably. I should. I mean, look. As long as my money's good, I should be able to go. There you go. There you go. Um, Bucktail says uh, Bucktail fishing. One of my 
Oh my, Gunnerville Knucklehead, one of the most oh, memorable yeah. fishing trips ever. Can't wait to do it again. So if you're on the fence this past year, definitely you're like, hey, one critique. The only it. critique was I wish that, and I, I know I sound like a, I sound like a little kid, and this is just this is maybe me being a little selfish. I wish everyone could have had to stay at the campground or had to stay within a certain range so that I could go see everyone. Yeah. Like yep. France was like, I think I got like, I just, I just, I drove 15 hours and then I look Google Grant where Gramps is at 45 minutes away, 30 minutes. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not driving. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going. I love the guy. I'm not going. No. 15 hours, Gramps. Yeah. I, no, like, I, I drove 10. And then we got there yeah. and I'm like, Hey, Gramps, where you at? I was like, all right, another 45. Yeah. And I would change up where I stayed and all that stuff. It's, it's no great real central location. Exactly. Unless- so that's the only thing I wish that there was like, you know, I almost like, I almost want it to be a little bit warmer out so that they could be like, Hey, look, we understand everybody can't stay at, at the campsite, but everyone that can, Bring a damn air mattress and sleep your ass outside and hang out with the guys, you know? That would have been yeah. so cool. Like, I don't know if you came to our campsite, but the way it was set up, it would have worked out so perfectly. Like, it was just – imagine a giant cul-de-sac. Yeah. And you just pulled your truck in, and then in the middle, there was like a middle, and then there were just campfires. So oh, nice. Like, everyone would have stayed there. You could have just walked around the camps in the middle and just been chatting with everybody all night. You know what? I might do that next year. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm getting old, so this whole idea of sleeping yeah. on air mattress. Oh, look, air mattress. Oh. Air mattress. <laughs> oh, I slept on – I hiked the Appalachian Trail back in 2008. Yeah. I've slept on many of air mattresses in my life. They always end up like a banana by the end of the night. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's like I want to be awake because we just drove 10 or 15 hours, in some cases 18 hours for some guys. And the idea of – yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But Bucktail makes a an interesting point here. It says, even if you don't make a team, right? And that, that'll happen. It's going to happen. Get down there for the fan fish off. Because if you catch a five fish um, limit in that month, which you should if you're you know, fishing a couple times, uh, you still come down and still hang out and still have the experience. Yeah. My boy uh, Pat did it. He had a blast. Yeah. He just hung out with us the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you make it on that team... I mean, the team underdog who made the fan fish off team. They come in third or fourth? I mean, third. They could have took first very easily if you look at the numbers, right? Um, one one fish. They could have took. Yeah, they could have mm-hmm. one decent fish. Everyone was getting you know, a lot of people were catching that day. And, and the they, crazy thing, too, is like Gunnersville's not like New York where it's like if you have like, okay, so like in a tournament up here, if like if you need a 20 to get in the lead, you're like, ah. Yeah, it, it, all right. Like, it's right. I'm, I'm probably gonna. I'll catch that 19.5. Right. Ah, like Gunnersville. There's 23s. There's 24s. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot like, of them. You could literally do that. Yeah. See, Bucktail just said 1.25 between first, first and third. third. Yeah. So it was tight. You know. I think we we had we were at a guy. We had one guy who didn't catch a fish. If he did catch a fish, I think we would have been in like the top ten, or so, like top eight. Okay. Something like that. So wild, wild and crazy, but it was fun. And so if you're thinking about it, be a part of it this year. It's not, it's a great, the great thing is if you're See, like, there's, okay. there's 26s at Gunnersville, Sly Fox said, Jesus. Yeah, there's, there's mass. I mean, I had Chad on the show a while ago and, and I don't know if it's at Gunnersville, but I asked him what the largest fish was ever measured. And he's like, it was a 28. However, it was DQ'd. 
because I guess the guy took off his like PDF, not PDF, PFD, and someone saw it because he like took a picture with a sponsor or something crazy like that, and they DQ'd his twenty eight inch twenty eight inch bass. Jeez, could you imagine? Oh, wild and crazy. Twenty eight inches. Freaking. I can't what, how much did that thing weigh? I don't. I, I don't remember that. Um, yeah, Sly Fox like that had fourteen pounders. Got a gunner's bill. Oh my gosh! Imagine. I I can't imagine. It's wild. It really is. Uh, it's fun to think about because definitely doing it next year. I'm excited. About yeah. Um, Hundred and ten percent. So one last question for you because I, I always like asking this one, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap this bad boy up. But nuances to fishing New York and New Jersey because you live, you fish Jersey, which is where one of my teammates came from. Yes. So, so I'm North Jersey, um, Southern New York for the most part. Okay. Yeah, I live I live in New Jersey. I live about 10 minutes, 15 minutes from the um, New York border. I'm in Bergen. So okay. it's right New, there. Nuances uh, to fishing that area for you? Um. Try to have a spinning rod. You know, it's the north. You know, you got to be. I'm not gonna. You know, I would say like. So I was against it for the first year and a half. I got back into fishing, and then I started doing it, and I'm like, I like doubled the fish that I caught. Yeah, doubled. You go into a paddle tail, Ned rig, and a shaky head, and like yeah. I used to be that guy where I was like, oh, this is boring. It's not boring to catch fish when you're throwing it and you're catching them. It's not that boring anymore. You know, and then when you realize that this stupid little thing right here, yeah, will catch you a four pound smallie or a 21 inch smallie, you know, or the biggest bass. And like I caught literally on this exact rig, oh, dropped it. I caught a four pound largemouth at Rockland Lake, one of the tougher fisheries around here. Yeah. Everybody and their mama goes there. I caught a four and a half pounder on this. Is that an owner? Uh no, I think this is a six cents one. Keel weighted this. I think this is the whole six cents rig right here. But yeah. I like those without the um spinner on the back. I use those yeah. a lot for the pop frogs, the Z-Man pop frogs. Okay. It takes those those frogs just under the water, maybe six inches to a foot, and man, they absolutely slay it. It's a lot of fun. Anyways, starts I'm already thinking about. Uh, I already that's think something else I got to get into the paddling frogs. Yeah, there you go. The paddling frogs. <laughs> Apparently, those are deadly. They're fun, that's for sure. It's fun reading this over here. Apparently, um, <laughs> Gramps, Gramps is yeah, on. Yeah, I saw that. Gramps is talking a little smack. <laughs> I love it. Apparently, I made the I made the list. His, Which his shoulder is that? Is that, left? is that your left shoulder? <laughs> That you're like, I'm a little upset that I didn't get hands on that. <laughs> oh, so good. I had a, I had a, I had a few, uh, few scoffs and some some teeth sucking when your team was up there. I, you know, I'm I'm competitive. I always want to win. I'm I'm glad you got it, but I damn sure want it for myself. So. No, I mean, I I I hear you, and it's just, uh, oh man, I I liked, I loved tournament fishing more than I thought I was going to. I was yeah. afraid. That was your first time. That was my first tournament ever. I mean, it was like a series of tournaments, right? You had, I was fishing, I fished in all four of my own tournaments. 
I even fished in Gramps tournaments. It's my first tournament too. There it is, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Fish your first tournament, you, you will win it. Apparently, that's it. That's um, it. But I was afraid getting into it that I would be like, okay. Chad called me up. He asked me. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. I'll try it out. And so, and then I realized, oh, this is. And I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. What it was for me is like, okay, I got a YouTube channel. I was like, okay, my any, am I any good? Right. And so you don't really know if you're any good unless you're fishing against other guys and girls who are actually yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, all right, if I'm gonna have a channel, I might as well kind of figure out if you know if I have the juice. I mean, should people should people listen to me? Should I mean, exactly I, the research? I'm I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job. And just give you a little validation. That was my yeah. biggest thing with that was that's why I was gunning because I just wanted people to be like, like I don't I. Look, if, if if everyone was cool enough, maybe I got four people from here and I might have just hit 600, but I only have like 600 subs. So it's not like I have, you know, no, 598. I didn't even get four. So if two of y'all would kind of. Come on, two, two of y'all, come over there. Mainstream but, fishing, um, not your mainstream fishing, not yeah. New York fishing, mainstream <laughs> fishing. But, you know, I just wanted more or less wanted people to say like, okay, this guy's not just on here just to be on here. Like, you know, he qualified for something. He did something, you know, I think if I did the numbers, yeah, I think it was 426 anglers. Yeah. Went, went into the knucklehead. Right. And, and during think, the four months. Yeah. During the four months. Yeah. And I think 60 qualified. Yep. That's about right. That was one 60, of those 65, Right. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. I'll gladly take that. You know, I did, will gladly take that. You did know, you fish six, all four months or do you just do one at a time until you made it? I did one at a time until I made it. And then I stopped paying. <laughs> yeah. I took the cheap route. Sorry. Not sorry. You know, <laughs> no, um, don't be sorry. I was just curious yeah. if you had. Uh, so because... I did, um, what did I do? I did Gramps' team first and I got smoked and I was like, oh yeah, I see where this is going. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name don't I recognize? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I jumped. That's when I jumped ships and I went over to uh, Paul and Jeff's team. I think I came in third for Paul's for Jeff's team, and then I came in, and then I won Jeff's to Paul's team. Yeah, oh, there you go, there you go. Yeah, there's definitely there was a strategy behind that for sure. As far as like team pickings, can you see like okay these these three people obviously want yeah. Chad or Jeans? They're team switching it up though. Chad said he's switching the rules up. Okay, that's good because it was yeah. kind of confusing because it took a couple of days to figure out and people mm -hmm. were kind of him hauling on the so teams are going to choose. I don't mind. I don't care. I'm always down for the challenge. Yeah. But apparently I think a few people were I wouldn't say upset. They just felt the way cuz they felt as though somebody's team had a bunch of hammers and I was just like, yeah, it don't bother me at all. I you know, I, that's I, I live for the challenge. I love that. Oh, 100%. You know, beating them makes it all more so sweet, you know. But, you know, I think that if I if I heard correctly and I don't know, we'll see what happens in what, um, what Chad gets going. But I think he said that the first couple people that win are going to be captains. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it's kind of going to break it up a little bit. So then you'll create your own team. And then it kind of will put like, OK, so you're, you're going to win. You won one of the first events and you're more than likely going to be a hammer throughout the whole tournament. All right. Well, now you get your other own team with just five people. I like that. Yeah, I just get pretty behind cool that. 
Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't think it's set in stone yet, though. Don't take right. Then you have non-content creator teams, which is kind of fun. Kind yeah, of it up a little exactly. bit, and then yeah, that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah, I was um, I was excited because those four months, I was up over ninety. It was always north of ninety-two inches for the month, and the highest I got was ninety-seven. Ninety to ninety-seven is where I landed for all four months. Nice. That's strong. All I right. Yeah. I, I hit ninety. So what now? I don't think I hit ninety. Okay. I think it was like eighty-eight. And a half. Let me see if I can check quickly. Yeah, while he's checking, uh, Gramps is like, "Hey, we're still playing around with how this is going to be done, obviously. So don't those hold yeah, 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 exactly. Thank you, Gramps. Don't yeah, don't take what I said to be law. That's just over her and Ch over Chad throwing some things out to um that we were he was thinking about trying. Let me see dashboard knucklehead. It was like three thousand fish caught, if not more. Just in those, and those are the swans. No, wow. And the knucklehead was 9,700. 9, so, so you think about that. That was only like those after you caught five, you didn't start, you know, you started not taking photos of them and posting them at that point. So those are just like 10,000 posted. Can you imagine how many fish were actually caught? Okay. I would imagine like three. Hours. Yeah. It's wild. Oh, what I had an 89 and a half, I think was my best month. Ah, oh, bummer. But hey, if that's your if that's your area and you know, that's Yeah, and the month I won, I won with 82.5 in July. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be a wild, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm looking forward to see what Chad comes up with and being a part of that. It's going to be rad. Uh, B.A. Bass Angler he said, Maine, I'm still paddling and have a hard time not getting into pedal game with a big fish 103 or 108. Um, they've also got. Yeah, a I'm probably going to get a pedal drive sooner or later. And it's it's more about just positioning with the wind. Yep. That's just, you know, I, I have an anchor wizard and it was literally like night and day. It's a big game changer. It's amazing. It's 100 bucks. If you want a quick Band-Aid, get an anchor wizard now. But if not save some shekels and definitely look at the pedal drive. I'm probably going to do it soon. I'm definitely going to, I'm not going to probably, I'm definitely going to do it as soon as I can. Yeah. And after that, the holidays, I'm going to start saving hard for that. Love so. it. Love it. This is Bucktail. I think it, and a lot of people are saying some follow-up solid. He's like, Hey, the one thing about knucklehead series is doing is showing how many hidden hammers are out there. They're coming out of the woodwork. Yeah. And oh yeah. 100% yeah. Bucktail. Oh, yeah. That was exciting oh, yeah. to see as well. I don't follow the tournament scene in general a whole lot, but I was like, whoa, there are some names that I'm not recognizing that are. Yeah. That and are it's also kind of cool because you start to, you start to follow like the KBF scene. Like, you know, people started to know who John Long was, you know, Antoine, my boy, Antoine, too easy uh -huh. bass fishing. I knew who he was. Cause I'm like, Oh dang, this guy's been, at the top of Gramps' thing for like three, four months straight. Right. Holy smack. Liza, you know, you, you know, you start to see, you're like, dang, who's this shorty? She's got 106 inches. Crazy. Kid God. Like, are you talking about Liz? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right? She had like 106 inches. I remember, I'm like, who is this? Oh my god! <laughs> I had a couple like, guys like in a row. 106, 106. Oh, no. I'm like, what in the <laughs> world? I, 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 I was, I literally clicked her profile. I was like, can I send her a message and like ask her what she's throwing and <laughs> she's doing? And I don't think fishing chaos allows you to do that, but <laughs> I was like, yo, what's going on? She's killing it down there, like. You well, know, it was it, funny because um, Jack, one of my team members, mm-hmm. he I, I noticed he was signed up for a couple teams. And bro was putting up like 106, 105. And so when he won my team, bearded dad fishing team, and another team, I literally, I was talking to one of my other teammates. He's like, you've got to reach out to him. It's like, I have no way to reach out to him. Outside, yeah. I know his name, right? Yeah. Everybody knows his name, but like, he doesn't have he doesn't have social, of, he social media made it. stuff. I, I found him. Made it. I found him. Wow. And I was like, hey, I don't know if you chose a team yet, but I'd love for you to be on mine. And um, it took a few days for him to get back to an email. I didn't know if it was his or not that I randomly found on the internet, but uh, that was awesome. Tammy Sanchez. That's crazy, didn't he win? Didn't he catch the, the winning fish? He did. The clutch. That's crazy. Yeah. He clutched up the, he caught the clutch. And you know what else is funny about that? He told me where to go. What? Because he's isn't he? He's from down there, isn't he? Yeah, he's from down there. Yeah, I was talking to him at the first night, and I'm like, he's like, "Oh, where'd you fish?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I fished over at Honeycomb." He goes, "Oh, go back there." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." So you went through the tunnel, you made the little right. I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Let's go there." Let's go I'm there. Like, really? He's like, "I'm not gonna go into it with you, buddy." But just, <laughs> I right. said more than I wanted to say. Yeah, he was like. <laughs> And I'm like, all right. And like, literally, we went. It's so interesting. And um, we went back to the camp that night. And I'm telling everybody, like, yo, we should go there. Yo, we should go there. Yo, we should go there. And everyone's like, oh, no, let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. So we, I went to two other spots. And we had three hours left. And it was an hour drive to get down to Honeycomb. Oh. And I was like, I'm going. Oh, that's right. You're telling a story. I keep yep. going. Keep yes, going. I, I was like, you know, I'm going. I, was, I skunked all day. I was like, look, this is it. This is this is the marbles right here. So that's and part Chad of just got done telling the story the night before about KVD like going four hours to go fish yep. a spot and won yep. it. And so you, you're feeling inspired at the moment. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? This is it. This is it. This is it. So it paid off. It paid uh, off. And good thing, like I, I felt bad for Rocca because Rocca wasn't catching them, but my boy Pat caught a couple too in the same area. Okay. And he he was you know he just wanted to catch one thing because that whole pre fish I think I think he hooked one and lost one and I hooked two I hooked two dinks and lost two dinks uh, so you know I heard a lot of stories of people having some monsters on and then losing them at the at the yak um, so I mean all it takes is someone's one fish to to break off and you land one and I mean it's just so it's so fragile especially when you get to the end of it and you're talking like an inch and a half which is typically how these go by the way yeah wild and crazy there's usually yeah, yeah, yeah. between first and ten there's not a whole lot of you're talking about quarter inches um but still it is it's it's pretty fragile and like, i forgot i forgot my net on tournament day i had so much crap oh, in my too. truck and i was like oh i'm not going i could go me back too. for it but yep. i don't have a motor so that's like an hour and a half yes i don't I'm just not going to do it because I feel pretty comfortable lipping bass. And then of course, grab the, 
that big one I had, the 22. And I was like, crap, if I lose this, because I don't have my net. One, Gramps will never let me live it down um, because he's been on me to get a net and it's about 15 other people being on me to get a net for such a long time. And so I got lucky. Didn't actually lose one because of not having a net, but I didn't have it that day. Yeah, I boat flipped my big boy. You what? I oh, you boat flipped it. There you yeah, go. There, you I, I, I left my net because because of the run. We made the run. I left the net in the car. And then like I know I caught one fish before that. It was like a literally a 12 incher. And I was like, oh, I don't have my net. And I said, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna catch a giant now. Yep. <laughs> that works. If you don't have your camera, forgot the battery, or forgot your net, watch out. It's gonna be a good day, yep. folks. It's gonna be a good day. Yep. Uh well. Jermaine, thank you so much. If you guys haven't done so yet, please head over to his YouTube channel. I know he's on Instagram he's as well. Cool. Give him a sub. Keep this community rocking and rolling. Also, head over to Kayak Fishing Freaks over at Facebook. Starting that group up. And love for you to be a part of that. Next week, I have Jamison Redding, road trip angler, on. What nice. I love is finding people are just getting kind of YouTube channels rocking and rolling, but have really a lot, a lot of value to add to the community. And so... That's like the day after Christmas. So we're going to be talking about what we got for Christmas and fishing related and all that fun stuff. So I will see you on the 26th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Jermaine, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Appreciate thank you having on. Appreciate you bringing me on. All right, everyone. You have a good night. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Kayak Fishing Obsessed Podcast. Kayak fishing is a passion that runs through our veins. And our passion is to talk about every aspect of it, have a blast doing it, and laugh the whole way. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Wendell Fishing. You know, they say if people concentrated on the really important things in life, there'd be a shortage of fishing kayaks. <laughs> See you next time on the Kayak Fishing Obsessed Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>